Welcome to Power Yourself, where I talk about the most important topic in the world, you. Stress is something that we all go through in our lives. The question becomes, how can we help ourselves actually get through those events and in one piece? And also, while not letting it consume our whole lives in that moment. So to do that, we're going to honor this episode and talk all about resiliency. Let's begin with defining what is resiliency. Okay, it's said as being able to have the ability to handle stress and actually bounce back from it. Almost like that elasticity, okay? Being able to be flexible and still stay on course. Stress is the reality piece. We're all going to face it, every single human being. It's how we handle it that actually makes the difference in our lives. It actually, the way we handle it, it's what gives us the experience. And in a result, that actually is our life. People who are resilient, they focus on things that they can control versus what's out of their control. So let's think about that for a second. So people who are resilient focus on what they can control. What we all can control as people is ourselves. That's it. What are we thinking? What are we giving time to? What are we giving energy to? How are we handling the situation? How are we showing up? What are our actions? What are our behaviors? That's all the stuff we get to control in life. Things that we can't control is other people, how they react, how somebody else shows up in a situation, how they treat you. That's all out of your control. The only thing that we can control is ourselves. So being able to know the difference there is huge and resilient people focus their energy on what they actually can control versus getting lost in things that they have absolutely no control over. So as always, very easy to say, much harder to actually show up and do. It takes a lot of conscious awareness to be able to realize and catch yourself when you're focusing on things that you have no control over. So it's like anything, it's practicing that muscle of self-awareness and being able to acknowledge, hey, when am I getting stuck in looking at other people's actions? When am I getting stuck in life is happening to me versus taking a piece of that accountability portion and showing up and looking at how you can control. So the situation might not be in your control, but how you handle that situation absolutely is. That stuff we get to control every day. When we're stressed out, when we're busy, when you know work is overwhelming, maybe a bad interaction with a friend or a spouse, how we handle ourselves in that situation defines our experience. It defines what we're going to take away. And then what we give energy to, what thoughts we give energy to, is going to replay and replay over and over in our head. So are you reining that in? Are you looking at what are the thoughts that you're thinking? What are my actions that I'm doing? And am I really putting the energy into those things versus 
the things that I absolutely have no control over. I mentioned stress. We all know. We all go through it. It's going to happen. How you handle yourself in that situation is either going to make you resilient or it's going to make you get really be consumed by that event, by that stress. So think of something we can all relate to. Think of traffic once again. Think about if somebody cut you off, how do you handle that situation? Or if somebody maybe in a line was rude to you, do you allow that to become this big event? Or do you focus on how you react to it? Do you show up? Are you kind even when that person is not? Are you generous even when that person cuts you off in line? So thinking about and really putting your energy on, how are you feeding into that situation? What are you doing? And really focusing your energy on the things you can control. So resilient people, they face the problem. They don't hide it. They don't avoid it. They don't leave it until next week or when they have time. They face it. Okay. They see an issue. They make steps and they actually want to resolve it. Another thing about resiliency is people who practice it, they don't get stuck in their failures. They realize that everybody fails. That's part of the human experience. You know, we're going to show up. If we want to get good at anything, you are going to continuously fail. You're going to stumble, you're going to get back up, hopefully, and you're going to try it again. So resilient people, they don't see the failures as this huge thing. They just see it as an opportunity to be able to learn, adapt, and then actually move on from it. So in times of stress or in times of failures or mistakes, what's your lens? What are you thinking in your head when you make mistakes? Is it a big failure? Are you a failure? Are you really coming down hard on yourself? Or are you getting back up, dusting yourself off and trying again with those lessons learned. When you're practicing resilience, you start to realize the situations or the stress, it's actually not your whole life. It's not defining you. You got through, if you think about it, in your past, you've gotten through stressful times before. You've gotten through huge life events. And the thing is, you'll get through it again. So what are you telling yourself? Are you actually looking at your past? Are you looking at how did I get through that stressful thing in my life? How did I get through those moments that seem overwhelming and crippling? What is my self-talk? What did I do in those situations in the past that really contributed to getting me through it? Resiliency is about, it's helping you feel good as you go through those stressful events realizing your life doesn't have to be one ball of stress. You can be stressed out and still experience joy. You can be stressed out and still show up and be a good friend or a good partner or a good spouse. It's always that choice. So trying, even when you're feeling overwhelmed, doing things that make you feel good, healthy habits like the exercise or the walks, really investing in yourself, making sure when the times that you feel you're overwhelmed, are you doing something that makes you smile? Are you taking that moment out or 
Are you really putting the energy on the stress and then letting it consume you? Stress doesn't have to define your whole life. Resiliency is the ability to not let it define your whole life. It's about still having a full life and being able to experience stressful events and once again, not letting it consume your whole reality. As I was doing some research for this episode, I came across a psychologist named Susan Kobasa. Now she researched resiliency and she actually broke it into three easy elements that are actually essential to resiliency. Now I loved her research and I found it really hit home with me. I found that a lot of my beliefs actually line up and so her work made a lot of sense. So the three elements that she broke it down to for essential to be resilient are challenge, commitment, and personal control. So challenge, she mentions resilient people view a difficulty as a challenge. It's not a paralyzing event. They look at their failures and mistakes as lessons to be learned and opportunities for growth. They don't view them as negative reflection on their ability or self-worth. So think about that. Think about, like I said earlier, when you fail, when you stumble, when you make mistakes, when you don't succeed the way you want it to, what's happening for you? What's the self-talk? What are you framing in your head as that particular story? You know, events happen, mistakes happen, how we go through these, what we take away, what we learn from them helps shape the newest version of ourselves. You know, if we make a mistake, we're usually able, if we self-reflect and take the time to know why the mistake happened, to realize where we might need to build our strength or where we can utilize other areas that we're really good at. So it's about really looking at those stumbles and failures as opportunities, opportunities to learn more about yourself, figure out how you handled yourself in that certain situation and be able to adapt and move on, grow from it and actually allow it to impact. The next one she talked about was commitment. What she had said is resilient people are committed to their lives and their goals. And they have compelling reason to get out of the bed in the morning. Commitment isn't just restricted to their work. They commit to their relationships, their friendships, the causes they care about, and their religious or spiritual beliefs. So it's the commitment to yourself, basically. Who are you in those moments? Are you showing up and striving to be the best version of yourselves? Or are you letting an event or a mistake or maybe something that didn't pan out the way you thought define your whole experience? Are you committed to having that fulfilling life? And then are your actions lining up with that? Are you making sure that you're getting out and doing the actions that you know need to be done to be the person that you want to be? Are you actually moving towards your goals? Are you lining yourself up with that best version? I love it. Now, the last one she talked about 
was personal control. And she said, resilient people spend their time and energy focusing on situations and events that they have control over. Because they put their efforts where they can have the most impact, they feel empowered and confident. Those who spend time worrying about uncontrollable events can get lost in it and feel helpless and powerless to take an action. So as I mentioned earlier, focusing on what you can control. And the one thing we always can control is ourselves. Sometimes, guys, let's be real about it. It's hard. It takes energy and it takes effort to control what we're thinking. So if we get sucked in and we start thinking a bad thought, it is up to us and only us to jump in and change that focus. You know, if I think, oh, how horrible today is, it's absolutely devastating, it's a bad day, or it's going to be so horrible, I'm going to have the worst day possible. Well, you know what? Likely, you probably are going to. Or use that control. Okay, yeah, that was a mistake or that happened. Now, what am I going to do about it? Am I going to let it define the whole day? Or am I going to make sure I have a great day in in spite of what actually happened. Okay, really choosing to focus your energy on yourself, how you show up, how you interact. It's not about anybody else. It's not about judging other people or blaming other people for how they did something wrong or how they could have done something differently. Resilient people focus on themselves. How can they control their actions, their thoughts, their attitudes to help them have a better experience. And that's hard. (laughs) That's a lot of work. Like I said, really easy to go to that knee-jerk reaction to look at other people and how they're flawed. More self-aware approach and kind of a more fulfilling and trust me, rewarding approach is to look at how you can do stuff differently. Okay, I'm feeling stressed. Now, what can I actually do about it? It's not, oh, when the stress goes, I'll be good. What can I do in this moment right now to make myself feel better, have better habits, and maybe start to release some of those really good endorphins so I actually start to feel better? I start to focus on more positive things. Maybe that's through gratitude. Maybe it's working out. I don't know. Whatever fits for you. But putting your energy in that self-care, in that investment in yourself so that you don't become consumed with other people. You start to really look at yourself and ask the questions of how can I do this better? How can I show up and have more rewarding interactions? We've talked about resiliency, but now what do you do to get it? You know, the good thing is it's not something you are born with. It's something you get to work at. It's like a muscle. Once again, you get to build that muscle if you put the energy in, if you show up and make it an investment. So resilient people or resiliency is built by doing self-care, It's about carving that time out, making it important, making it essential that you do things that make you happy. 
if it's playing a guitar, if it's walks in nature, if it's playing games, if it's writing a book or reading a book, what are those things that make you feel good? Associate it with joy. You know, what brings a smile to your face? And are you taking the time to actually invest and carve out physical energy and time and space in your life? And are you doing that? You know, sometimes we could think of things that make us happy, but oh, we don't have, we don't have time. We can't go there. But the thing is, when you're really busy or really stressed out, that's when we need it the most. We need to be able to honor ourselves, respect ourselves enough to really demand that time and really make sure that we're showing up and taking that time for ourselves. So things that make you smile, think about that. Take a couple of seconds, write out five things that make you smile. Here's the thing, try to stay healthy with it. So try to think of healthy things that make you smile. You know, maybe it's walking, maybe it's outside in nature, maybe it's meditation, maybe it's reading a book, maybe it's watching documentaries. I don't know, but take the time and figure out what is self-care to you, what fuels you, what allows you to feel happy. And then you have a list of things you can do when you start to feel stressed. So for me, self-care, it's a lot to do with meditation. It's a lot to do with learnings from people I respect and are inspired by. So like Wayne Dyer or Eckhart Tolle, listening to those types of podcasts or talks or conversations for me fuels me. It makes me feel better, makes me feel more in control, refreshed. It's like I had that nine hours sleep and I woke up and I'm ready to go. So think about it, spend the time, invest and find out what those things are for you that really fuel you and give you energy. The next is sleep. I know I talk about it a lot. (laughs) It's essential. Are you getting enough sleep? And if you're not, what are you doing about it? Are you getting help? Are you looking at your bedtime routine? Are you actually changing your habits to get a better sleep? You know, sometimes we need help. Sometimes we don't have all the tools we need. And so it's about being able to do something about it going out, getting the information you need to be able to make sure you are going to get enough sleep. Another one I found, exercise. Huge thing. Exercise when you feel good and when you don't feel good. Great thing about exercise is you're releasing those positive endorphins, those feel-good endorphins. So you start to feel better. You start to actually show up and are happier while building your body to be stronger, more able to adapt to situations or stress. I always see exercises twofold. Yes, you're building your body. You're going to you know, show up. You're going to be stronger. You're going to have the ability to probably be able to do more physical activities. But you're also cleaning your head at the same time. You're really 
teaching yourself that, hey, I can get through tough things. So if I'm lifting weights and it's really heavy and it's hard, I know I can push through it. And you're allowing yourself to practice really being present in the moment usually too. So being able to exercise, really cleaning your head and at the same time, letting it clean your mind a little bit too. Allowing yourself to be present in that moment. And then no matter what is happening outside that exercise routine or session, you can choose to be present in that moment. You can choose to be fully in that situation, in that exercise, in that movement. If it's yoga, in the stretch, you can physically choose to be there versus occupying your mind with all the stressful things that might be happening outside. So exercise, absolutely. And really trying to be present as you exercise. I think it can potentially be twofold if you allow it to be. Now, the other one that usually comes up around resiliency is your community. Who is your community? Who's your people? Do you have people you talk to? And are you respecting them enough and actually talking to them? Are you having conversations when you're overwhelmed? Are you reaching out for support? You know, the crazy thing is, is nobody ever has to do this alone, but yet sometimes we choose to. So my question becomes, why? Why aren't you reaching out? Why aren't you giving people the opportunity to build those better, stronger relationships with you. And as you show up and reach out, you realize that you don't have to do it alone. And you realize you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Lots of people have been through stressful events similar to yours. You know, how did they get through it? How, what did they do? And maybe you can get some great advice. You know, nobody's meant to do this journey alone. Reach out, allow people in, allow yourself to feel that connection. And as you do, you might be telling or teaching people that they can reach out to you in those times as well. So you don't have to have an army. You don't have to have a hundred people that you reach out or talk to, but think of some people. Who in your life do you like to talk to? Do you like to get advice from? Or do you think are good listeners? And then honor them with the experience of being part of that with you. You know, sharing in whatever it is you're going through so that you can realize you can always get through. It's just about getting the right tools, doing the right practices and getting yourself through it. So learning from each other and giving people the opportunity to be there for you. Nobody, absolutely nobody has it together all the time. So it's be real with each other. Find the people that you respect and you honor and you want to be close with and have those real conversations so that you don't feel so alone. And it really encourages each other to show up, be real and have these great, amazing, connecting conversations as well. The thing is with resiliency, like I said, it's not just about doing it in times of stress or when our lives are feeling overwhelmed. 
It's about practicing it in the good times too. Building those positive behaviors, those positive habits, so that when you go through those stressful times, you have good practices in place that you can really lean on. And then the other piece is always making sure and honoring yourself to carve that time out for you. You're worth it. I absolutely promise you. Life events are going to happen. It's inevitable. Stress, it's going to come. <laughs> you know, how we handle it, how we learn to control our minds and actually get ourselves through these situations, that's the important piece. So invest in yourself always. Like I said, even when you're really busy or when you're going through those tough times, make sure you show up and you do those things that will help you get through. Self-care, sleep, anything that brings you joy, that smile, that feeling of goodness, don't just do it when you feel like you have the time. Do it when you feel you need it too. Make it a priority. Make yourself a priority. Make feeling good and being healthy a priority. It's worth the time and energy. I promise you, it truly does define our experiences. So guys, that's another wrap. Remember, I encourage you, go on iTunes, rate us, leave a review. These are things that you can do to help support getting tools like this and conversations like these out there. The more people that we encourage to show up and really share our stories, our tools, I feel the more people will be able to find what works for them. Life's hard and the more we show up and truly support each other and ourselves, the more we actually invest in our future. So go and have yourself an absolutely beautiful day and always remember it's up to you and only you to use your energy to power yourself. <laughs>